got a t-shirt with bloodstains all over it, maybe laundry isn't your biggest problem right now. <laughs> I remember the day the candle shop burned down. Everybody just stood around and sang happy birthday. And a security guard came over and said, you're gonna have to move, you're blocking the fire exit. As though if there was a fire, I wasn't gonna run. <laughs> You make love to the right woman. Johnny is beautiful, beautiful. I mean, the last time I made love to my wife, it was ridiculous. <laughs> Nothing was happening. I looked her, I saw it's the matter. Can't you think of anyone either? <laughs> I never learn, you know? Like a waitress will bring my meal. Hey, enjoy your meal, you too! But you don't have one, do you? I'm a doofus! If you do eat, enjoy when you eat it. If you have a break or something later, if you get an opportunity, that's all I'm trying to say. That's all that I'm driving at, really. Hello, welcome to Comedy Think Tanked, a podcast with Leonard Kimball and Nick Gordon, two comedians who know how to take a drink and have a thought. Sit back, get comfortable, and enjoy. Now, whether they're ready or not, here's your hosts, Leonard and Nick. Hello and welcome to Comedy Think Tanked Podcast. Uh, I'm one of your co-hosts. I'm Leonard Kimball, along with Nick Gordon. Nick, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Uh, we're here. Uh, we, 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's all, folks. That's, <laughs> that's my first impression. Uh, you know, uh, no, we're, we're, we, uh, <laughs> Now I can't stop doing it. We're at we're at Craft Brew Underground. We're at Craft Brew Underground. So we we had had a discussion before, you know, not to peek behind the court the the, the curtain, but we we actually have been drinking. You're right, we have been drinking this time. We're actually comedy think tanked uh, this time. So uh, <laughs> because we're at the the awesome Craft Brew Underground recording this, and so yeah. we, we both have a beer in front of us, or the, I have a beer, Nick has a cider. It's a cider, but it's a heavy cider. It's a heavy cider. Yeah. It like weighs a lot. It's, it's, good. it's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, we're, uh, we talked to Brian Plum. Uh, he's our interview for today. Yes. And uh, the, uh, the, main, the Massachusetts, I don't want to say Boston comedian, right. uh, because apparently he doesn't live anywhere near Boston, but right. at the same like time, a, he's like, closer than we are. So. Yeah, like an hour and a half from Boston, but still yeah. closer to us. So he's a Massachusetts comedian. He's our first out-of-state comedian that we've... Officially that's, interviewed. That's true. You know, he's yep. not technically a, but he, man, is he fun to talk to. And he's a fan of uh, the local scene here in Maine. And we are definitely a fan of his. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, but yeah, we interviewed him and uh, it was a great conversation. Pretty funny, I thought. Um, he's, he's, uh, he's, he, I forget how old I am sometimes and how young other people are sometimes. <laughs> Uh, but uh, you know, it's not that many. It's like what 10, 12 years difference. But it well, yeah. When I, there were sometimes when you talk about, oh, yeah, I've been doing comedy for eight years, and then he talks about oh, starting when he was in college, and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, what? What? <laughs> that doesn't add up. <laughs> but yet it does. Wait a minute. Oh, it does. Oh, I'm old. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But we are here at Crapper Underground, and we're able to do it remotely now. 
uh, wherever we want to go because we have the technology. We as have the they tools. Say. We have the talent. Tell us. Tell me, that's, Leonard. That's tell me what the hell reference. it is that. Oh, is that is that? That was on the movie reference for Nick Dufault. That was a uh, Ghostbusters. Ah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Hopefully no. he's seen that one. I don't think he's seen that one either. I don't think he's seen that one. No. But, we, we, you know. <laughs> but we'll follow up with Nick Dufault at some point. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like buying equipment for the, the, the podcast has been very interesting because we started off on Zoom, doing every interview via Zoom. And yeah. we still will we'll do some of those when people are, are remote. Yeah. And we bought like Blue Yeti microphones. Uh, and like I saw a bunch of cool reviews for Blue Blue Yeti, and then of course we both had our Blue Yetis, and we we're doing a couple of interviews. And then like a week and a half later, I saw a whole bunch of reviews that said, "Don't buy Blue Yetis, they're <laughs> shit." <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa, I'm sorry, I already have these, and I'm not, I don't want to return them." <laughs> so, so like we still have those for the Zoom um, uh, uh, interviews, but but now we got like we bought this. Uh, the Zoom Pod Track Four and no relation to Zoom, Zoom. Oh yeah, no relation to Zoom, Zoom. <laughs> and a boom, boom, boom. And a zoom, 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 and a zoom, zoom. Uh, yeah, I, I, as far as I know, they're not related and not related to the company yeah. uh, Zoom Online, but like Zoom. So this, if they are, someone owes us some money. Yeah, <laughs> it's like we said Zoom so many times. Someone <laughs> should pay us. Uh, now I got some advice from Mike Gray on devices to 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 get. And this thing was like, you know, pretty cheap, you know, a few hundred bucks. And, and um, it's got four mic plugs in it. And we wanted to try to record in person. And we can have cords all across the room for people and record some, on things on different tracks. And I got to learn how to actually record things on different tracks and understand kind of what that is. And it was, it was interesting. And then I got a new Shure... M, you know, what, I don't know these are SCM or MS or something. It's You're eight. off the mic now. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? You can't hear me anymore? Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, so a bunch of short microphones and like they're, it's, it's, it's much, um, I guess it seems, it seems like more professional to me, like to, to use this sort of equipment. I think we have everything we possibly could need. I, th- I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, we can do this interview in person with a bunch of people, with, with anyone uh, we'll travel to the back room of any bar. Yeah, yeah. You got a bar. You got a back room. Yeah. You got a podcast. <laughs> yeah. If you have a if you have a brick archway in your in your uh, bar, all the better. Yeah. Great, great stage to perform stand up comedy on. By the way. But, yeah, we're all there. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad I have you because if it weren't for you, none of this would happen <laughs> with this technology what? shit. Because oh, you know, it, I can <laughs> plug these mics in, and I probably could get that far. But as far as like hitting record and then <laughs> equalizing later on down the road, I gotta tell you, hitting record is the is the most difficult part of, of using this thing. <laughs> Seems to be. We did 15 minutes before this <laughs> that didn't get recorded. I'm like, oh wait, the red light's not on. So <laughs> we need one of those big like radio station signs. That oh, says, that says on, on air. air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why they have those things. That's exactly it. So <laughs> even the most ridiculously stupid. <laughs> Individuals can get into radio and podcasting, <laughs> i.e. us. <laughs> Speaking of stupid, um, <laughs> we did a show recently, and uh, we had some... They, I don't think they were actually... Well, no, any, anybody who talks during a comedy show is a heckler. Do you think? Yeah. It's, anybody? Yeah, it's, yeah it's, still, it's still technically heckling. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, like they wouldn't necessarily call themselves a heckler. Like I think, I think the the general population believes heckling means 
I am yelling at the comedian who's on stage and I'm just, I'm, I'm disrupting him. I'm calling him an asshole or I'm, I, I hate his bit and I'm, you know, yelling at him during his bit, that sort of thing. But heckling is just like, anytime you're talking to the comedian and he hasn't like explicitly invited you to talk <laughs> to, yeah. him, to him, yeah. that's him or her, him or her, him or her, right. That, that's heckling. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think, I think you're right. I think, and I think that's what we experienced was, was two individuals uh, talking during everybody's set. <laughs> right, everybody's even, set. Even during an improv set. <laughs> yes. Where, where, yes, it's okay to talk, but they weren't talking to the improvers. <laughs> no. They were talking amongst themselves. Talking amongst themselves. Loud enough, so, I mean, I was far away, and I could still hear, I could hear their actual conversation over two grown men yelling at a crowd doing improv. <laughs> right. It was impressive, actually, that the... That these these individuals could could do that. What what do you think? You know what for you personally. Like what do you feel? What do you feel about hecklers? Like how do you feel? Well, I, I, so because I'm only I'm still new to comedy. It's only been three years. Like I I I I don't handle it at all. I ignore it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ignore it unless it's like really really loud and obnoxious. Yeah. So like I've heard people. I got a, I've got a, you know, a couple bits where I require silence. <laughs> you mean, you mean your punchlines? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, thank you very much. That was a low blow. Uh, that low was a blow. <laughs> low blow there. Low blow. All right. We bought all this equipment for the podcast. Now we got to return it. <laughs> no, I've, I've, I've got bits in my, my, you know, normal set where it's, I, I, I sort of feed off of the the awkward silence yeah. of the of the joke and if someone jumps in and says says something about bill cosby or says something about bananas or yeah. that sort of thing it, it it would throw off my joke uh i and, and i would not acknowledge it i would i just wouldn't say anything about it because i well i, I don't think i'm i'm not skilled enough yeah. to 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 roll with it and still get back into my set uh maybe someday i'll get better at that but i i can't right now so I, so i really just I really just ignore almost anything that's said to me, unless it's a laugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and even then, it's just like pure surpri- surprise. <laughs> no, that's mean, Nick. Don't say things like that. <laughs> it's a good thing we're physically distanced. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, I I feel like if if we were any closer than what we are right now, it would be a little awkward. Being here, like we're by ourselves in a in the back room of a bar. Oh yeah, it would be like too sexual if we were right. Because every time we've done this, we've we've been on Zoom. We've been on together. Zoom or or physically distant. Yeah. So being any closer than this, no, I'm just it'd be fine if we were. Um, but it's interesting. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I I don't know about heckling. I so yeah. How do you handle it? I I had I had the opportunity for these hecklers at this recent show uh, to basically tell them to shut their fucking mouths. <laughs> and, and I think I got that across. And, you know, the funny thing is that they, they paid to be there. Yeah. Like, it's a pay, it was a paid show. It was like a, a ticketed show. So I can't understand why someone would, would talk through an event that they paid to go to. Although people talk during concerts all the time, and you pay right. a lot of money to be at a concert. Yeah. Um, can I just can I point out, yeah. like, so one thing you said to them, to them was like, was you said like, you know, shut your fuck, shut, shut the fuck up or shut your fucking mouth, yeah, that, that yeah. sort of thing. Not that's, proud. Right, not, <laughs> <laughs> that's sort of thing that I, I have a hard, I would have a really, really hard time doing because uh, I, I think about, I think about like my 
persona on yeah. stage. Yeah. And my persona on stage is like I'm this this lovable chubby dad, uh, and I was like I, I can't curse at somebody on stage. Uh, so that so may be a factor, right? But so like, does it does it break your character per se on stage when you when you think about saying shut the fuck up? Or are you are you just sort of saying under your breath? You you really you're kind of looking at this person over here, but you kind of want that person over there to be the one you're, you're talking to. Uh, I'm still developing that aspect of my persona, but I feel like I'm, I'm depressed enough on stage. Uh, you know, my life isn't going... Like, my jokes are about my life not going well. It's a self-deprecating humor, so I feel yeah. like telling someone to shut the fuck up is probably in line with that. Okay. Uh, because... Uh, that's not too far from what it is that I'm thinking and and feeling, on, on you know as as my stage persona, but also it's years and years and years of pent up like anger, you know <laughs> okay. it's it's forty years of of being alive and you know twenty years of being an adult that it's like okay I'm done I'm done with the bullshit and I don't give a shit what you yeah. say or do like I'm gonna tell you how I feel. Uh, God, there's a lot of swearing here, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I definitely, I, th I think it's in that same vein and I also, I don't have any issue with it. I don't, I don't care what they think about me and I don't care what, what they think about my persona. And I also, I, but I do care about the, the show itself and I don't want right, them, right. if I can help out another comedian in that moment by, by getting rid of hecklers and, and, uh. Uh, you know, tamping that down during my set, I feel like I've done a service to to whomever else comes up after me. Oh, that's um, good. That's good. Yeah, okay. it, I, it, if that makes sense at all. But you know, obviously, as the years go on and we get better at this, um, thoughts may change and whatnot. Brian Plum is very good with hecklers. It almost feels like that's his set. Is that he goes up and he wants someone to say something because then he <laughs> right. can go off and start yeah. doing other other bits and making stuff up on the stage, writing on stage as people call it. Um, right, and I, and I tell him during the interview that 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 he's a, he's amazing at crowd work. Yeah, uh, and like some sometimes during his set, I'll see him telling a joke, engaging with someone, you know, and in, inviting that person to speak, and then someone says something off to his right, and he's like looks over to the right like hey what what did you say and then like yeah throws the car right in right. reverse <laughs> <laughs> now we're over here yeah. now we're over here and we're dealing with whatever this is yeah yeah, yeah. And, but it, at the same time like he doesn't it doesn't seem to phase him so it's 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 fun to watch and i would love to have more of that yeah um you know for myself personally as a as a performer um yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Hecklers. If you're listening to this and you're just a fan of comedy and you go to a comedy show, let me just say this. Um, don't talk unless spoken to directly. Yeah. Like, don't just shout things out. You're not helping any, right? I mean, right. It's, it's not something that, you know, we go to a, a comedy show and we are performing and then we think to ourselves like, Jesus, I wonder what the guy sitting way back over there has to say about this particular topic, <laughs> you know, that I've thought a lot about, I've written a lot right. about, like, and I've worked on this bit, yeah. you know, a Maybe even getting paid for it. I might even be getting paid, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, that guy over there in the corner who's clearly <laughs> three sheets of the wind, like... I hope he helps me, air quotes, uh, figure this th whole thing out in my 10 minutes. Uh, if he could, that'd be great. Yeah. So, uh, 
Brian, you know, also is somebody who um, who's who's traveled a lot. You know, he's from Massachusetts, and, and like he says, he lives very close proximity to a lot of different places. He's also gone across the country and, and done comedy. Do you do you envision a time? Actually, you have. You've gone. You've traveled somewhere and done comedy. Oh yeah. So well, f- for work, I travel to yeah. Portland, Oregon. Right. And the wa- other Portland. The other Portland. Yeah. <laughs> So while I was there, I um, um, one of the comedian friends. Oh, I'm blanking on his name now. I'm sorry, uh, but he said like, uh, and he's from he's from Oregon. He's been on the show for for us, um, and he put me in touch with somebody who has a couple of rooms there, and said like, oh here the, here's a list. Oh, there's like a website for like the open mics in Portland, Oregon. Nice. And so I met a bunch of people, friend of people on Facebook, and. Ubered all around the place uh, for a couple of nights, and it was it was really fun. Um, and I think one of those guys, um, uh, Ryan Danley, actually was on one of our Zoom shows. Yeah, he's a guy I met out there, and it was uh, it was awesome to do comedy out there. So that was the first I've ever been away, Oregon. Yeah. yeah. Um, other than that, yeah. would you would you That's attempt it. to go and perform any and all places? Uh, is that a dream of yours? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess I don't know if "dream" is the right word. I mean, I guess I guess I would I would do it. I want to I want to be able to say I did it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's you know I I think ultimately the the you know the the dream is probably just you know is the comedy club. Yeah. But but I think like being able to travel and do comedy elsewhere, just to see like oh hey these jokes might actually work someplace other than Auburn, Maine. Yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to imagine going <laughs> yeah. to a, a New York City or an L.A. or, or other comedy hotbed and, and, and having the things I say here actually hit right. someplace you, you, else. You really wonder about it. I wonder I, about it. I, 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 like, how, yeah, how do you rank amongst other people that are, right. you know? So I did some of those jokes in Oregon, and there was one point where I was going to travel for work to Atlanta, mm-hmm. and that... that that trip fell through, oh. and I was really worried about doing that sort of stuff. Like, I have some jokes that are like talk about me being black but not acting very black, and yeah. I, and I wonder about oh, can I do this in front of like an actual majority black audience? And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I can, but but hey, I'm gonna do it anyway because hey, when is it's not like they're going to run me out of town. I was like, I'm going to sell a joke and then I'm going to get a laugh or I won't get a laugh, but hey, and then that's, I'm going to hop on a plane and come home. That's a, sta- that's a stand-up set right there. Right. right. <laughs> I'm going to do jokes and I'm either going to get a laugh or I'm not. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Mm. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'd love to travel. I'd love to see other parts of the country or, or the world and do comedy. Excuse me. Um, this cider is kicking my ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, obviously that's... Uh, that's a, that's a bridge to cross later on. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope to do it with you, though. Oh, I hope you and I can go do something. Cool, uh, you know, someplace you, you know, travel on the road. So uh, it's getting a little mushy. Yeah. All right, right. Let's, let's, let's 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 cut that out. Let's cut that out. The alcohol is just killing us. Let's <laughs> rent the river. This, comics this is what happens when you actually get comedy think tanked. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually tanked. Okay, so stop sitting in your letters. Yeah, exactly. No okay. more emails, folks. No more text messages. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, let's uh, let's kick it over to the interview. And uh, you know, if you guys haven't heard Brian Plum, I, I, I highly suggest you you look him up, you seek him out. Um, he's in Maine a lot, and uh, you know, obviously other places. Um, so without with with damn it, <laughs> damn it. Is there anything else to say besides further ado? Please, yeah. that's what we want to get emailed to us. <laughs> yeah.
We want somebody to tell us how to segue into our interviews. <laughs> so, next up, please listen to us. I don't know what to say. I'm sorry. No, that's good. Yes, Brian good. Plum, everyone. Brian Plum. <laughs> Thank you. Hello and welcome to the Comedy Think Tank podcast with us, Leonard Kimball and Nick Gordon. Uh, I'm Nick. Today we have one of the most delightful, energetic, well-versed, intelligent comedians ever to work the circuit, Brian Plum. Good to see you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, all that's probably not true, but I, I appreciate it. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me, so yeah. that's, I feel... I'm warm and fuzzy inside now. Thank you for having me. It's you know, it's it's written on a computer, so it must be true. It's it's yeah, it's it's on your work laptop covered in stickers, so it's gotta be true. <laughs> Brian's making fun of my new comedy work laptop, and I've got stickers of the, the thinking guy meme. I've got the Superman, I've got Obama, and I got uh Jordan, and of course I have our podcast and the River Comics stickers. Who knew that? I mean, Obama's got to be proud. He's like, out of all the shit I've done, I'm glad I'm on your laptop. <laughs> He's finally made it. He's, He's finally on. made it. He's on next week, right? I wasn't gonna make yeah. fun. I wasn't gonna make fun of you, but then you called it my professional laptop <laughs> as we're in the back room of a bar, <laughs> nine feet apart. <laughs> I'm a goddamn professional. It's fair enough. Fair enough. I but think. What's it's, going on with you guys? Enough. Well, you know, we, we're, we're just here uh, recording our first out-of-state interview. Uh, we, we thank you. You're, uh, you're the first non-main comedian to be on the podcast. It's, so it's an honor. It, it's an honor. Yeah. I just want to... First Massachusetts one. comedian to be on this <laughs> podcast. Because there's only like, what, 150,000 of you guys? Yeah, there? yeah. There's, a, there's, only, there's only four of us that are good, and there's 990,000 other ones. And you guys just had to cross the border eventually. And everyone is from outside of Boston. That's how it works. But everyone okay. says they're from Boston. Of right? course. That's yeah. how it goes. Yeah, People just choose the biggest city. <laughs> so you're not actually from Boston? No, I'm from Western Massachusetts, which is an hour and a half outside of Boston. Oh, wow. I'm near like the Berkshires, like the hill towns. So. Oh, wow. Okay. So I am far away from any civilization. It's a lot like Maine, except I don't know, less bears probably. I don't know. <laughs> are there other mics that way? Are there places to perform? The, on a regular the basis? funny part is about Western Mass is it's like an hour away from every major city, so there's not much really going on right now. Yeah. As far as Western Mass comedy goes, but it's like an hour from Rhode Island, an hour from Boston, an hour from Albany, New Hampshire, Maine. So you can, if you work, you can set up to where you can work everywhere, which is nice. Okay. That's cool. It's That's a nice cool. home base. Driving an hour for comedy is not ridiculous, I don't feel. No, especially, especially like I do a lot of less driving now than when I started, so it's like an hour is nothing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even even like driving three hours here, if you stay over, make a day out of it, it's like, what, what are you going to do? There's less, there's nothing to do. It's like, everything's closed. It's like, if I have a place to talk about my dick, I'm going to do it. 100%, <laughs> yeah. So right now down there, is, is there any thing going on at all or? boston just opened up like laugh boston just opened up i just did a club last week in worcester called the comedy attic that just opened that was super fun nice so mass massachusetts in general is just starting to open up but before during pandemic i was doing shows in connecticut at like farms 
Oh, I bombed so bad at a show at a farm that I got heckled by a goat. That's a real thing. <laughs> like a joke bombed so bad, I ended up rebounding because the, and I was like, "That's so bad, an actual animal doesn't like it." Like that's when you know it's bad. <laughs> that's pretty funny. So oh. the so the goat was like right there, stage side. Dude, like, the goat was literally stage right. Like he was watching me. Like he was like, "I'll check this shit out." I haven't seen a comedy show at this farm before. <laughs> It was bizarre. It was it ended up being super fun. It was a cool venue, but it's like I look over and see a goat. I'm just like, this is this. What am I doing? Like this. Is- Did you see the goat before you got on stage? Or no, was it- he came out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> I didn't think there were goats. I knew it was a farm, but I was like, I don't know. Maybe they put the animals in a different direction for the show. That's and then hilarious. I look over stage right as the joke's not working, and I just make eye contact with a goat. I'm just like. Do you like it? He's like, I'm like, okay, guess not. Or maybe he did like it. I don't fucking know what his. We don't don't speak goat, but I assume. Yeah, well, getting getting heckled by a goat has got to be you know a a rare comedy story. I it's the first time I've been heckled by an animal. (laughs) Definitely rare, but that's how you bring. You know, I did a lot of weird outside shows during COVID. It's just the nature of the beast, I guess. People would show up in lawn chairs and just get shit faced. And at the same farm, someone like someone actually parked their RV like <laughs> down the distance from the show, and they were just watching me from their house. Wow, like, it was just oh. so bizarre. They put out the little awning thing, and they Lawn sat thing, around, and they yeah. didn't pay for the show, dick bags. They just like literally <laughs> strolled their home into a field and was like, "We're gonna watch you for free." I'm like, "You guys are losers." That's fun. That's funny. That's funny. Who books that show? Can we get on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll send you the name. I think it's too cold now, but yeah. Oh man, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, did you do any? Um, what, what they had the drive-in shows up here. We had a bunch of. I thank shows. God. It's the two things I refused to do during yeah. COVID were Zoom shows and drive-in shows. It's like I don't want to bomb in my own house. <laughs> it's like the last thing I want to do is bomb in my kitchen, yeah. surrounded by people and screens. I've heard horror stories. My buddy was doing a Zoom show, and half the crowd would just mute it and watch Netflix. It's like that's awful. And as far as like driving shows it's like if you beep is it good can you hear laughter it's like it's so much bullshit yeah usually yeah. driving around beeping uh it connotates somebody's pissed off right yeah like, we're not happy right yeah now. so yeah. it's like okay but i mean <laughs> i guess i bet if you do one of those huge driving shows it's probably fun but it probably i definitely saw a bunch of those online that people were doing i never attended one never performed at one but the zoom shows we definitely did and we had uh I don't want to say who it was because they might be related to me, but in the background you could hear Jeopardy playing. There was Jeopardy so on the funny. TV, and we're trying to tell jokes and like they're talking to each other, answering the Jeopardy questions. That's so <laughs> funny. That's the problem. It's like it's just too personal. It's yeah. like we're in people's home. It's like it, it, there should be some investment when it comes to a comedy show. Like you're supposed to leave your house, right. pay for a ticket, and then you're forced to pay attention. Buy two drinks. Yeah, but you're forced. <laughs> it, it, it makes you so you have some sort of investment in the comedy. When you're just home dicking around, it's like, why would you give a shit? Yeah, yeah. I'm in comedy, and I wouldn't watch someone on my fucking computer screen tell jokes. I'd <laughs> yeah, be like, get the fuck out of here. Times. There's been times where it's like, oh, we should check out that Zoom show. It's like, yeah, I'm not. I'm good. No, <laughs> you're good. Yeah, it I'm seems good. like a good idea. And then you t- you think about it for maybe three seconds. Yeah. And you're like, nope, Jeopardy. There's, there's more stuff on tv to watch or i'm feeling old and i'm like oh i'll just go to bed just and yeah go to bed and rub one out just anything else uh so <laughs> we we're catching you in the middle of a couple shows on uh, what's been called your birthday tour. yes today's your birthday how it old is. do you really feel i feel 90 <laughs> and i'm 29 so it's um 
Yeah, no, I feel good. Even last night was fun. You know, we we had some uh, issues with a drunk lady, but it's the nature of the beast. I mean, what are you gonna do? You handled her very well. I mean, Thank she you. left for a good two seconds, and then she was like, "I'm gonna come back," and we were like, "Please don't." She got thirsty. <laughs> I think she went out to the uh, car with her boyfriend. I, well, don't, I don't know what happened out there. She but. probably did. They probably did crack. I don't know what they did, but I was there <laughs> drinking at like six, which is probably not the best. <laughs> And this guy was, I could already tell, like, she had that look in her eye. As soon as the bartender was like, there's a comedy show. And I was like, great, thanks, Susan. Way to upsell it. And the lady was just like, oh, I can't wait. Do we have to buy tickets? And this is when I knew it was going to be a problem. And the bartender goes, yeah, it's $7. And the lady was like, oh, that's a little much. I'm like, really? Seven fucking dollars is too much? (laughs) The fucking purple drink that you've been slamming for the last 80 minutes it's got to be eight dollars a piece and you're like eight you're like seven dollars for comedy it's terrible i'm like you're a scumbag i'm like i of course she was gonna yell the whole time the whole time she did she talked i'm actually getting impressed with those levels like that's that heckler doesn't make me mad because they committed oh yeah it's like they yelled the entire time in which case you almost have to respect it yeah yeah don't you at this point they're they're like don't you know who i am you know who i am now yeah (laughs) (laughs) But it was fun. We had a good time. It was a good hang. I mean, it's good to see all you guys and like yeah. all the Maine's got a pretty good Maine's got a good scene. So whenever I come up here, it's fun to hang out with Maine comics, kind of get away from you know all the New England stuff. Yeah, we have we have a pretty good scene. It's mm-hmm. impressive, actually. We, yeah, there's a lot of people potential. There's a between Mark and Leonard. I mean, there's a lot of work, which is good. Yeah. I mean, the first step to creating a good scene has got to be you know creating a bunch of good shows. Even last night, I mean, you could take you can learn a lot from dealing with what happened last night oh 100%. yeah it was it was still a great a great show and one uh one of the uh people came to me up to me afterwards and said like oh uh they were like getting involved in the show is that okay and i was like well it seems like so i said like brian is good at handling that i'm like don't do that with me like i can't do that but uh but <laughs> but brian i'm impressed by how well you can actually handle a crowd like you i do, appreciate you, it. you do crowd work a lot and i'm it, really really impressed it's by happened how you do it. it it's it's years and years of having shows like that where you have no choice but to because some shows are just like a fight with the audience it's just like sometimes it's just like a 35 minute ufc fight where it's like <laughs> if yeah. you don't have that skill to deal with that when you're doing that long then you're just going to get eaten alive Right, it's true. Which or what makes me laugh really hard, the best comics, by the way, of dealing with that is I love comedians who just don't deal with that, who just tell their (laughs) jokes and just not even acknowledge it and just do that for an hour. I love that because it's so impressive and I could never do it. It's fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, I don't have an hour material, but like if I do a ten minute, fifteen minute set, if someone says something, I'm just like, yep. Yeah, yeah, you're just moving on. Nothing happened. (laughs) Nothing to see here. Nothing happened there. Yeah, it's definitely a useful skill. Uh, when you start going at the end of shows, even you last night, like you did great. Thanks. And I honestly thought the way you were doing that, it would stop. But th- then in my head, I'm like, this lady's not stopping. There's no way. Yeah. It's a, and then I, she told me after she's like, it's my hometown bar. I'm like, that's why you're being a dick. Yeah. yeah. We took <laughs> right. over your hometown bar. And now you can't drink with your other degenerate housewives. Right. <laughs> you can't kick me out. They, no. What actually needs to happen in those situations is for the bartender or, or the owner to say, like, you need to be quiet. And, that's why I was shocked that that didn't happen. Yeah. Like or I th- honestly think if someone were to go over, I almost did. And actually, I think Mark did at one point. Was like, can you guys keep it down? But sometimes you run into these shows where it's like, there's nothing you could do. Yeah. It, and honestly, for the majority, they were good for pretty much everyone. I mean, they started to get a little chatty during you, and by the time yeah. I got up, it was just like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. No, it's a good skill to have. And, and right. Had you think you've ever done 
uh, a full 30 minutes or a full set without someone heckling you? Or do you think you bring it on because that's the how, like your style? That's what you No, I, I, I rather do sets with no... If I'm, I, we, I love getting the audience involved when I can control it. Yeah. When you can kind of do either call and response or crowd work or start busting balls because you can control it. Yeah. The difference is when I have it in my hands, I could go into jokes when I want and talk about stuff when I want to and kind of control the outcome. When some drunk idiot's just yelling, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> like at one point, I literally said last night, person to person, can you stop talking? Yeah, like, yeah, right, I, yeah. I heard that. I left the comedy show and was like, <laughs> as a human, can you stop it? Because I really want to work on these jokes for tomorrow. And she was like, don't give a shit. Going to keep talking. And I was like, please stop. I'm I've picking. never heard someone say person to person. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, like person per- to hu- human to human, <laughs> yeah. just, just you and I talking. Can you cut it out? You think that would be enough? For someone to, but I guess when you're drinking and whatnot, or, or she was hammering, yeah. she's a town, she's a townie, yeah, and townie, it's like yeah. whatever. Brunswick is, you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, no, it's, kinda, it's true. It's hit or miss over there. And then, and then, like, we it, love Brunswick though, by the way. Like, yeah, even, by the way, even when people <laughs> thank are, thank you su- very much for having us. <laughs> even supportive heckling's annoying. Like that one dude when I was talking about axe throwing. Yeah, was like, oh, we're going, and I'm like, what? And he's like, and he's like, we're gonna go to X throwing together. I'm like, we're not doing anything. I'm trying to do a job, and you're just yelling at me. Can I talk about this? And, you're, and he's like, he kept going. Now well, I'm gonna take you. It's fun. I'm like, I don't give a shit. That's not the point of the joke. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. He's like, and then her, his friend was like, he's really gonna take you. I'm like, we're not friends. I don't know what's going. On. We're not together. Like, what are you? Like, even though he's like a sweet guy, and he came up to me after, he's like, we had a blast. Even stuff like that is so annoying. Like, yeah. he's just like, no, we're. We're going. I'm like, no, we're not. I don't no, live here. No, <laughs> there is something to be said about uh, intelligent crowds. Not saying that anyone there is unintelligent, but like knowing that you're at a comedy show, recognizing like what the purpose is. Because we've talked about this before, where like, you go to a bar or a restaurant and someone's in the corner playing guitar. They're doing cover songs of you know whatever Dave Matthews cover songs, and they're over in the corner. Like you can chat, you can do whatever you want through the whole thing. You can eat, you can order another drink. But during a comedy show, like you need the audience to buy into and listen to what you're saying, you know. And, and it's such an important skill to have as an audience member. Yeah, and that that usually happens in towns where like when you go to con- towns or rooms like this where people are conditioned to listen to comedy. Yeah. Then people know how to act. When you go to just like a towny bar where people are used to being the center of attention and right. they look at other people being the center of attention with a microphone they they have good intentions i get why they want to get involved but it's like yeah. you got to just cut it out yeah yeah it's so true <laughs> but it, it, we had we had a time we did it so we, it was, it. we got through it. it it was still a lot of fun i mean people oh. left happy and i was like right that, at the end of the day your brother like, paid my tab which was nice oh really <laughs> really yeah oh, i was gonna <laughs> thank you for that i oh, wow. i got trying to get dumb susan over to pay my tab <laughs> And I was like, Susan, let's go. Let's That's wrap funny. it up. And and, he, and she goes, is his brother paid? I go, what? Wow. <laughs> and, kept going, and kept going, the brother paid. I'm like, whose brother? You know, the brother. The brother. He go, and then she kept going, the brother. I'm like, whatever. And Mark's like, I think she means Nick's brother. I'm like, that. Oh, this... so she didn't mean me. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I, I, you, you never know. I mean. That's funny. Well, that's cool because if it was, in fact, my brother, he still owes me for a pair of sneakers I bought him. Well, he spent that on my whiskey, so oh, I mean, well, that was nice of him. We're welcome. You're welcome. That was that's good. That is very nice of him. That's cool. It was that's good enough. Uh, speaking of uh, brothers and whatnot, oh god, that's a bad segue. Uh, you're 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 from you're a Boston sports fan. Are you a racist? 
No. <laughs> <laughs> what if I just said yes and you have to, you have to edit the whole thing? Like, we can't release this now. Uh, like, all right. No, no was, I'm not. That was a horrible. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> At least I don't think I am. Now I don't know. No. <laughs> but as a boss. If, if you... I pose with a picture with Leonard with a thumbs up, does that mean I'm not racist? Oh, man. That I was think, bad. I think yes. I think that means you're not racist. Okay, that, we're good. That's that, all it takes. No. That was really bad. Sorry. Great. No, don't worry about it. I, I, I wrote that to try to be funny. and. and <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. Whatever. I'm getting, uh, I'm getting letters now. Apparently, uh, people don't like it. In. People don't like it. <laughs> this is not a live show. I don't think enough people listen to this to write letters. <laughs> you wait. You wait. <laughs> this blows up, and all of a sudden, I'm canceled. Like, uh, <laughs> that would be something. No, I love Boston sports. I, that's why I'm doing. Uh, I'm actually enjoying during the pandemic doing less comedy because I could just like sit there and watch a game and drink a beer without having to do some stupid show on a Wednesday. <laughs> so, All right, what's, your, what's your favorite sport? Honestly, I'm between hockey and football. Okay. I can't okay. decide. I love just Sunday afternoon, couple of whiskeys, watching the Patriots. I mean, that might be my favorite thing. Yeah. It's the closest to heaven cool. I think we're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> like, no news, no CNN, no bullshit. Just, like, just people hitting each other and us drinking watching them ruin their brains it's my favorite thing <laughs> yeah no it's uh, it is it is true uh but hockey you, you we're in hockey season right now oh, i love I mean, hockey hockey's the best too what about the recent trades of uh, i love it i think it's a great move I, yeah. it shows that they're going for it i like i like all the moves if taylor hall can get you know anywhere within mvp form even half of his talent it's going to work out yeah. so they're three and oh since he came on so yeah so i, I think it's going to work out that uh let's 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 talk about your your actual life like your 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 day job you work in a i nursing do home. i work at a nursing home at a overnight manager i don't even know what that means it's not even a real title um <laughs> but yeah basically just my old job is that my basically just make sure no one dies it's the whole thing <laughs> if I mean, everyone wakes up the next morning you get to keep your yeah, job yeah now now i'm employed still here's That's your paycheck funny. But it's funny because like they, now they're starting to have me do like more maintenance stuff, and I'm a Jew and never have done maintenance in my entire life, so I just fuck everything up. And they genuinely came to me one day. They're just like, "Why can't you paint?" And I'm just like, "Cause it's Passover. I don't know what you want from me." And I'm like, "I have no mechanical skills. Like my parent, my parents are both you know corporate people. Like they, we can't uh, fix anything. My cool. biggest skill as a maintenance person is to reach into my wallet and pay someone who can fix it. Oh yeah, yeah. And like." I, Remember I got written up for not painting a door because my boss wanted, I don't even, I really hope this doesn't get me far. I really don't care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, and now I think he's just fucking with me because now he, he gave me like a green door to paint, like uh -huh. dark green. He's like, it has to be white by tomorrow. And I'm like, no, it's not going to happen. So I painted <laughs> it and I wish I had a picture of it. It's horrendous. It's literally like a third grade autistic person did it. Like it's, there's, there's just, it's kind of white with spots of, polka dot green coming through and i was like that's your door take it or leave it don't care wow you can't paint a dark green door white like that's, that's and it's th and also it's like i work 8 p.m to 8 a.m i'm not painting at 3 a.m that's not <laughs> happening yeah, no, no you shouldn't have to do no that three quarters of sleep just, just you should be able to just have your feet on the desk and snooze a little bit at 3 a.m painting <laughs> a door that's funny it's yeah. but honestly it's a good job it's monday through wednesday so it's like i don't really it's it's very not hard yeah. <laughs> Monday through you have so you have three three overnight shifts. Yeah, three overnights, then I'm done. Oh wow, wow. Okay. that is pretty good. That's, so it's like I, I can still show. do comedy. And they were like, "Do you want to work anymore?" I'm like, "No." No. Truth <laughs> no. be told, I do not. I don't want to work anymore. <laughs> no. You're gonna make me paint doors. So but no. it's it's uh, it's good. I mean, it's weird though. When I'm not sure 
if you guys have had to deal with this, but when people at work like know you do comedy, it's the fucking worst. Yeah. They just come up to you like, you should talk about me. It's like, yeah, Cheryl, I'm going to fucking talk about you. It's like, unless you have a heroin problem, you're not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've had people announce that I'm a, com- a comedian, uh, like at offsite, you know, programs, like in front of a room full of people that uh, know who I am. And then it's like, oh, shit, now what? <laughs> well, it's the worst because I'm yeah. at the point where like, I, especially because I'm a local comedian, I work and a lot of people kind of know our group of comedians. So yeah. then you get co-workers who know someone who saw me and then they want to come out and see you it's like i don't want the world's the mix yeah because no, if no. you see my act i'm fired that's pretty much <laughs> like you're not gonna want me in the office well that's true yeah. you do an hour yeah. like if you're doing crowd work and then like you know suddenly you're doing crowd work to like a co-worker or a boss and like oh now i just i just shit on my boss and he's sitting right there i'd like to think they would <laughs> know that it's outside of work but i don't even want to deal with that uh-huh it's like, I, no one from work should come see you. That should be a rule. Right. No <laughs> one from work and your family just once. Like, your family comes and sees and says, oh, yeah, he, they're actually doing it. That's cool. They're not going out and just getting drunk. Yeah. It, no, my family is great. I mean, yeah. they've, they've come to see me a bunch of times and never have any issues. I just hate, cor- like, working. That's like, I hate <laughs> showing up to an office and being like, hey, how you doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell me a joke. Uh, okay. <laughs> All that stupid corporate talk. Like, aren't we blessed? It's like, none of us are blessed. No. No. We're, yeah, great. We have a paycheck. We pay our bills. But otherwise... It's like, we're here so we don't starve. Let's just get yeah. one thing straight. <laughs> we want a roof over our head, clothes on our back. Yeah, it's true. So uh, work, working Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday probably makes it more convenient for you to do comedy shows. I oh, mean, yeah. Well, it means that it, once I start hopefully traveling more, it means I could not work, which is good. I mean, it's the perfect schedule. I mean, I've done the whole thing where I work five or six days a week and use sick days and come up with excuses and uh-huh. yeah. have nine grandmas die so I can make a show. It's like, <laughs> I don't want to go through that again where it's like, you're just got to keep your web of corporate lies together. <laughs> I once told a company when I first graduated college that I went to the Rose Bowl in California and I didn't tell them. And <laughs> I like, whatever, I just was, said I was sick. I was in California day drinking. And I was late. I, di- I told them when I was day drinking that I was going to come back at a certain day, forgot, came back on a different day. And I made up this whole ridiculous lie that like the wing broke while we were oh, in takeoff man. and like all this shit. Like it, it got to the point where the lie was so stupid, but they also couldn't prove that it wasn't true. Like I literally said, like, as we were taxing, like the wing broke and we had to stay on the tarmac for like a day and wow. babies were starving. And I'm like, <laughs> And my boss was just like, knew it wasn't true, but couldn't prove it. I'm just like, I'm going to go back to work. (laughs) Yeah. Didn't you see that on the news? Yeah. Yeah. It was all over. (laughs) And I could have just said, like, I was away and (laughs) and didn't get back in time. They probably wouldn't have minded if if you just said that. Yeah. But in my mind, I'm like, yeah, the wing broke. That's plausible. This seems right. (laughs) That's something a 22 year old would say, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely something that, yeah, I was a a nightmare of a job. Yeah. You didn't stay there much longer, I'm sure. No, I uh, I came in one day. Actually, my I got fired on my birthday today in twenty seven, in like twenty sixteen. Oh wow! It was oh. hilarious. Here's the story. So I knew it was bad because I saw like my manager in the elevator, and she goes, "So you're gonna be doing more shows?" I'm like, "I don't know." And then I get to my desk, it's all packed up, and in my head I'm like, well, now I'm going to do yeah. more shows. <laughs> now I have to do more shows. I wish I had known this before you asked me that so question. So then they, they, they bring me down to HR, and I'm just being a dick. Like, I, I know I'm gone, I don't give a shit anymore, and they're just like, so there's a couple of things we need to go over, and I'm like, can we not 
Can yeah. we not? And yeah. they're like, no, <laughs> is there something you want to say? I'm like, it's our, it's my birthday. I hate this job. Like, I, I know I'm fired. Can I just take my cardboard? And the, it was like raining. So I'm just walking out with my, all my stuff in a cardboard box oh. on my birthday while it's raining. I'm like, this is the best. Oh, and man. like now it, the world's so fucked up that I had to have like a legit cop bring me out to my car. Really? Because they, they think like people that get fired are like a risk for mass shooting. So I would make like jokes on the way out like i don't know i maybe i'll come back (laughs) (laughs) and like all this shit just beat a total dick and the cop like was writing shit down i'm like so uh, and the guy's name was mike i go mike keep the door open Monday for me. And I just left. And that's the last thing I said at that no. fucking job. Wow. <laughs> All his coworkers look over at Mike. Yeah. He's me, kidding. He's kidding. Mike's, meanwhile, my FBI profile is probably fucked. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's intense. But, but at the same time, I love it. You're my hero. Oh, it's the best. I mean, I never cared about, I, I, it didn't affect me at all. Like yeah. people, it, I have a great job now. I'm in a much better place. It's like that job blew. Yeah. I was giving financial advice. I had no business doing that. I was like <laughs> investing retirement accounts and making up financial advice. Like it was the, I was such, I was the worst. I would just like, people would be like, why is this stock this way? I go, it's green. Who cares? The economy's great. Let's go. That's great. <laughs> it's America, baby. It was like right when Wolf of Wall Street came out, I was like on Adderall being like, let's go. <laughs> Oh, your life could have gone in such a different direction. Oh my God, yeah. If I stayed at that company, I'd be me with a lot of money. Probably wouldn't be good, but it's... probably not. You'd be you'd be like a real life Peter Griffin. Just... Oh yeah, I'd be like buying Let's helicopters. I'd be like everyone gets everyone gets drugs and booze. Let's go. So that that was that was what you said, 2016. So, yes. Yeah. So you had started doing comedy before then, because what you yeah, did I eight started years? in. Did I start? Started in 2013. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Or maybe, yeah, 13. December so, of 13, that's when I did my first open mic. So you were definitely in that mode of, uh, I'm going to make jokes about any awkward situation. Yeah. I mean, I was at the point where I knew I wanted to do this. So yeah. anything else was just a means to do comedy. So, yeah. like, that's why a job or getting fired from that job never really mentally affected me because I just didn't care. Yeah. To me, it was. At that job, Mass Mutual, I probably can't, shouldn't say the name, but fuck them. They were terrible. <laughs> and. <laughs> At that point, like, uh, like people were afraid. They just, like, talk. It was right when the PC shit started when I was there. Like, we would yeah. have meetings, and no joke, there were stick, there were giant laminate stickers of emojis. Oh, like, geez. sad, happy, <laughs> like, all these emotions. And then uh-huh. they had a sticker at the bottom that was just a picture of a pirate. No context. <laughs> so every meeting, I would just initial the pirate because I thought it was hilarious. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and like every manager, and I'd be the only one with the balls to do the pirate, and everyone else, like fucking Jennifer with her dumb skirt, would be like, I'm happy. Okay, you're on Xanax. That's why you're fucking happy. And then, so, but every day, my manager, Tammy, would be like, is there any reason you feel like a pirate? I'm like, why is this an option? <laughs> Has anyone thought of why we're... We're a bunch of twenty. We're a bunch of adults around emojis. Like what, the world is broken. And I would just like freak out, and my manager would be like, "You need to go back to your desk." I'm like, "We're fucked as a nation. I'm like, we're literally fucked." And she'd be like, "Is there anything else you want to say?" I go, "I'm a pirate, I guess." Oh, and then I would just fucking man. like. Here's how bad it was. Like they had this computer system because they always used to track you, and they always used to like so. They used to have a thing called you switch your computer system to in the bathroom. Yeah. I would leave that shit on for hours <laughs> the, and just bathroom. meander around and hit on chicks and so fuck it. All your coworkers get to know when you go into the bathroom. Yeah, all, oh yeah, all your coworkers know when you're on break, lunch. But I would just leave it on bathroom. That's why and you're just a meander pirate. around. 
<laughs> I sent terrible emails. Like oh. I just because I I sent corporate emails like text messages. I was like, "Yo, what up, homie?" Like, holy <laughs> shit. and one time, like I freaked out on this guy because I used to do all the whole job was over the phone. I used to get financial advice over the phone and like and talk about their retirement account. And this one Vietnam veteran was just like a pain in the ass. So I just called him old and that his generation sucked and all this shit. And I'm like, I'm like, so what? You got drafted. That doesn't make you a good person. And we lost. Like all this shit. And I remember and literally lost. going to my manager's office. This was like the penultimate before I got fired. This was like when I really started not to give a shit. Yeah. And she called me in the office and just pressed play. And I had to listen to me just shitting on a Vietnam veteran. And Oh, so that's why that's why they record the telephone call. That's why they record telephone oh, yeah. calls. So it's it's not for you, it's for us, so we don't yeah. get fired. But yeah. it was, the whole job was dumb. But that got you fired. Or almost. No, that didn't get me fired. <laughs> what ultimately I think it was too many absences. It was it was a culmination of everything. They were just so sick of it. It was week four of being the pirate. They were just like, We can't have this. Yeah. That's funny. But it was so much fun. I love it. I love it. I I, I, I have been fired from jobs. I actually got fired from the same job twice. That's amazing. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Well, the now first, you got to. Well, yeah, the first one didn't take. The, so I, I was, there was a new ice arena that opened up near my house and I, I became a Zamboni driver. And uh, I can't remember the exact circumstances, but allegedly I had sworn uh, in like the skate sharpening room and one of the board of directors heard me say something that she didn't like and that got me fired. And then over the course of the next year, they had other people either get fired or leave. I don't know what happened, but they asked me to come back because I was one of the few people around who knew how to drive the Zamboni. <laughs> and so I came back and, and worked again. And then some kid puked. It was, it was New Year's Eve, and there was like an open skate or something, and the kid puked on the bench, and I didn't clean it up properly. Oh, come on. That's not on you. That's on the dumb kid. Well, right. So, <laughs> so the next day, I, went, I actually went down to Boston, and I got drunk with a friend, came back. The next day, as we're driving back, I get a phone call. I was fired again from the same job. For not cleaning, for that not well? cleaning up someone's puke. This is what I was told. That's so dumb. I was so. I was like, but but the point of it is, is, I was. I'm a hockey guy, and I got fired from being a Zamboni driver twice. Like the greatest job in the world as a hockey guy. Also, oh, you think yeah. no one. You think not a very many. Like, what's the competition for being a Zamboni driver? You don't it, clean up puke once, and you're done. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> what kind of kid pukes on the bench? The kid should be done. Yeah, exactly. There's trash cans everywhere. I know it was. It was. It was a hell of a thing. But uh, yeah, so those are the only times I got fired from a job, but the same job twice. One of the greatest things about this company though is so i had this one buddy who i can't say his name because he's sober now uh, so we used to get all fucked up and on like a tuesday because there was a bar right next to work oh yeah we used to get blackout drunk he used to have to stay over my house and then we we drink to like 6 a.m and we'd have to like call out on the automated system like while we were shit faced so i just want to go oh, in so, one day so it gets recorded and see you know it gets recorded and just me going i am not gonna make it tomorrow <laughs> i have the flu again and like i would just, it would be like an hour before i have to go away for and they couldn't say anything since you have like the time to use but i really want those recordings of me being like and then i remember like we called out once on the same phone like he'd be like, I'm not coming in. And I would be like, I'm also not coming in. <laughs> <laughs> we decided to do this together yeah. because uh, it'd be a waste if we were to do two separate phone calls. 
<laughs> we don't oh, want to give everybody man. else the flu we have, so <laughs> we have the flu together at six a.m. So now, take now that for what it is. Yeah, We're quarantining you, together. You can't question that now, right? You, if someone calls out sick, you can't question that. Now. That was no. one of the funny, funniest <laughs> things ever, though. Just us calling out together while we're shivish. We are not doing it. That's so. great. Uh, <laughs> together, we've decided. But now, well, it's hard to miss my job now because if you're too fucked up to be somewhere at eight p.m., then you have problems. Like, <laughs> that's <laughs> when you know you have a problem. Yeah, right? yeah. you would be like, "Ooh, I got to go to a meeting." Yeah. <laughs> you need to get to a comedy show. Yeah, Let, yeah. Well, let's get back to comedy shows. What's what's yeah. the furthest you've gone traveled for a show? I've done I've done a couple shows in Los Angeles. Just nice. uh, you know, bar shows and stuff around there. I did a few spots in Scott, Scottsdale, Arizona. Cool. I've done some spots in Florida, Georgia. Oh, uh, that's about it as far as outside states. Yeah. Uh, um, upstate New York. Nice. A bunch, a couple spots in New York City. I mean, Excellent. you know, not really far in terms of, because there's a lot of quality stage time in New England. So there's yeah. almost, unless I'm going to open for someone who wants me on the road with them, there's no sense in kind of leaving. Because you could, a lot of comics say they're, they're like, oh, I'm doing a show in Florida just to say they're doing it. But the show's garbage. Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't make sense to go. Yeah. They just want to have the reputation of being like, oh, I'm on the road. It's like, yeah, but. That's not You're not really. really. You're yeah. just doing a fucking bar show in Orlando yeah. for free. You could have done that in your backyard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could have done that in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, would, you, would you be a road comic? Would you want to do that and just say every I think weekend? it'd be nice to have like a home base in New England or a bigger market and go on the road like three times a month would be fun. I'd like eight rooms at that level would be fun, like an improv yeah. or a helium or like any other. The House of Comedies are also good. Yeah. That's the club I did when I was in Arizona. Um, yeah, be fun because that's where you can really develop and see new parts of the country and see if your jokes work universally. Yeah. So I think that would be cool. That would be cool. I think it's everybody's dream. Do you, but do you think you're in a position in life where you could and would do that or, or do you want something else out of life? That... No, this is all I want to do. <laughs> okay. is, um, I think I'm at the position, I'm kind of at a crossroads to where I do need to make a move at some point if I want to go for it. Um, especially because I could work at, there are retirement homes all around the country. So it's like, oh, I yeah. could, I'm debating kind of moving to Los Angeles maybe yeah. because my theory is that a lot of people are moving to Austin Mm-hmm. And there's going to be some availability and opportunities in Los Angeles. And I kind of have a limited amount of connections there. So it'd be kind of cool to at least try and make it. In worst case, I move back. So it's like, Yeah, you can always come home. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, I've been in New England for eight, for eight years. So it's like I've done a good amount here. And it'd be fun to try it somewhere else. Yeah. I oh, agree. So where were you from? Where are you from originally? I'm from Western Mass originally. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I grew up there. I uh, went to high school in Western Mass. and then. My grades weren't great, so I had to go to college in Western Mass. <laughs> I went to Westfield State University, which is like 25 minutes away from my house. Okay. Uh, stayed on campus from September to October. <laughs> and then they decided that I couldn't live there anymore because of my binge drinking. So. Oh, man. Because <laughs> me and my roommates. Because, okay, when I went to college, I thought it was going to be like American Pie. Like, I thought you'd be able to knock on doors and binge drink and titties everywhere. Like, that's literally what I thought college was. And then I got there and everyone studied. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? This is a terrible college. Why are you studying? We're all middle management at best. Let's have some fun. <laughs> so I remember like my parents literally moved me and they left. And me and my one friend named Tarquin, he's a black kid who I grew up with. I'm sorry, Leonard. 
Um, it's okay. It's allowed. But it's the first time I tried Hennessy. That's why I'm bringing it up. And we mixed it with root beer, which might have been the worst decision I've ever made Ooh. in 10 years. And yeah. then we just got blackout, and then it continued like that. And this is... The, that was night one. That was night one. <laughs> and then we just kept drinking for a month. And this is when it all spiraled. So at that point, like I was just... I was drinking. I remember I drank a four loco or two before a final. Oh Jesus! And it was one of those blue books, right? Remember those blue like books that you used to write answers yeah. in? Oh yeah, yeah. I filled up the whole book with how drunk I was and how much I don't want to do this class. Oh man! Oh. And the professor gave me a D because he thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, honestly, I wanted to fail you, but it's I've never seen this in twenty years of teaching. So good for you. And I didn't fail the class. <laughs> But so this is when it all went downhill. So I didn't realize like I thought my friends were like we did a normal amount of drinking. Like to me that was just normal. But then yeah. I brought my friends to college, and my roommates looked at us like we were zoo animals. Like they would literally look at us like well, this isn't normal. And I'm like, no, it's fine. It's just, we've only had eight, and we're gonna go to the bar now. So <laughs> so your high school friends and you kid the kids you grew up with. We're just similar to you. Well, yeah, and then we the all. Kids you're I mean, going we're all. My, like my my best friend's yeah. a dentist. My other friend's a plumber. Like they're all successful, but they're yeah. all like, we're twenty one. Just or, we're yeah, all we're all twenty one year old booze bags. Like yeah. it just I I didn't really want to go to college <laughs> in general. I was just like, I'll go. It'll be fun. I'll have my degree, and then I just wanted to have fun. Like I didn't care at all. And then, but my friends came up, and we threw like it must have been a dorm the size of this where we are sitting. Like maybe six by six and we had four dudes living there and then we had another four people pre-gaming and then all of a sudden there's 50 people running in and out of the room there's naked chicks there's like there's drugs there's like all sorts of shit. it looked like studio 54 <laughs> and then like my friend passed out and he had it he was on his back and all of a sudden in the middle of the night we hear gurgling oh jesus and he started projectile volcano puking while he was on his back People started running, and then there was like a nurse fucking wiping up the puke because she was a nursing major. She's like, I got it. I'm like, oh, whatever, Sophie, wow. whatever you got to do. <laughs> People are running out of the room. And then like a campus cop knocks on the door and goes, I'm like, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I open the door, literally shit faced. There's maybe 30 people behind me. And he goes, is there anything going on here? I'm like, no. <laughs> he's like i you reek of booze and you're under 21 and we see people with booze i'm like no there isn't yeah, yeah and so they at westfield it's an, and it's a criminal justice school that's their main oh even oh. better that's their so everyone there wants to be a cop so what they do when you get caught drinking is that you get what's called a 10 100 which is 10 hours of community service and 100 fine i got three of those in a month <laughs> At one point, the professor was like, oh, hey, Brian. <laughs> like, he just knew me by first name who ran the class. It's like, more community service? I'm like, yep, yeah, round two. Yeah, let's do right. this. So you became, an, you became an expert at community service. Well, that's, that's how good. I really started going hard in stand-up, because I ended up commuting to college, and I had a car, and my college was 50, 50 minutes away. So I'm just like, this is, why am I going to college parties when I could just do open mics yeah. and get better at the stuff I actually want to do? So it ended up being the best thing that ever happened. That one month was crazy fun, but I was like, I can't do this all year. This, is, this will kill me. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what sparked the interest in in comedy? Like, I've always wanted to do it. I've loved it ever since I was a kid. I just, okay. you know, it was one of those things that I always. And my whole family's hilarious. I mean, my dad's hilarious. My mom is happy, way too happy, but funny. And my brother's hilarious, and we all just kind of bust balls. And does anyone else actually do stand up? No, I'm yeah. I'm the only one. Yeah. 
though. And all my friends were hilarious. I was a, I I was like class clown and shit. I was fucking around in high school and shit. So it was like I remember I tried to buy the entire snack bar with Monopoly money, just like shit like that. <laughs> when I was like fucking in ninth grade. Do you, so do you remember the first time you got a laugh in front of a group of people that you know you actually thought to yourself, "I need to get a laugh here." And, well, yeah, you know it becomes I mean? an, a weird sort of addiction. Like I yeah. would always in class, I would just go for the laugh. Like yeah. I wouldn't pay attention. I would just go for the laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I had teachers tell me multiple times, like, if you spent half the time studying instead of trying to make everyone giggle, you'd actually be, like, have good grades. I'm just like, yeah, what are you going to do? This is more fun. Yeah, have you ever met a stupid stand-up comedian? <laughs> no, I'm very rarely. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Seriously, we, though, think about it. Like, you know... Not, a lot not, of the best to, comics, you have to be... Not to blow our own horns here, but, like, pretty oh, smart people. <laughs> to do this yeah. and be good at it, you have to be reasonably intelligent. Yeah. The problem is, the trade-off of that is most of us are fuck-ups. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, if you cool. tell us to do anything reasonable in life, like yeah. financially stable or credit score, buy a house, we're just like, not doing that. But yeah. if you tell us to do a five-minute bid on fucking yeah. all this shit going on, like <laughs> on Bitcoin, and be like, I can do that. Yeah, I got that. Oh, man. It's, it's so true. But it, yeah, I think most comics are have to be smart and damn a combination of smart and damaged to think that this is a good idea. Yeah, yeah, but it is fun. It's definitely fun. It's the best. Uh, you know, I think we've uh, I think we've exhausted. I mean, you got you got to get going here in a few. Oh yeah, minutes, I got to do radio soon. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. If, uh, I I don't, I don't think we warned you, but there's a there's a segment on the podcast that we do called "Curse to Darkness." What, what is it? I'm in. What? Yeah. Are we, I mean, what is it? What, <laughs> I'm in. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to do it. He wants a drink. Is what yeah. he wants. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a there's a Chinese proverb that goes, "I'd rather light a candle than curse the darkness," and so it means like, oh, I should, I should light a candle instead of complaining about things around me and not doing things about it. Uh, so in, in opposition of that, we'd like you to curse the darkness. We'd like you to, you know, talk about something you, you want to complain about uh, that you don't plan on actually doing anything to fix. So, uh, oh, that's, that's a long fucking list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, here's, what I'm, that, here's what I'm not going to do anything about, but I'm just done with it. I'm going to go this whole year without watching the fucking news. I'm done. I don't uh. care what side you're on. It's over. It's like whether it's Rachel Maddow or Tucker Carlson, they're all psycho. I'm done. I have no idea how to fix it. But if you, if I, it's like, all, and also, can we stop crying on the news? It's like all these dumb news anchors are crying over Syria from their penthouses. It's like, go fuck yourself, man. It's like you live in Manhattan. You don't give a fuck about what's going on in Syria. Then they show like the kids being tear gassed and there was some white dude crying. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Oh, I must not have watched news in, in recent times because I haven't seen anyone cry. But Dude, uh, I see it. I would, I would, maybe just so the annoying. channels. I see it all the yeah. time. Just, I can't believe it. It's like, you're the yeah. problem. You, just, <laughs> you keep showing it. So I, I think there's a lot of shit I complain about that I'm also too lazy to fix. Like, I think that's most comedians. It's like, you make a joke about something, and they're like, "Are you gonna do anything about it?" No. No. Why not. would I do anything no, about I, it? That I would take. Bit, I got a bit now. Yeah, yeah. that would take work. <laughs> yeah. Real work, like yeah, painting a that. door. I just want to make drunks laugh. That's all I want to do. <laughs> well, you're very good at making drunks laugh. Oh, you guys are the best. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. absolutely. This is a lot of Thanks fun. for being on. Thank you so very much, fun. Brian and, Plum. Uh, we can't wait to see you later today. All right. You too. Thank you, Brian Plum. Everyone. That was Brian Plum, Westfield State alum, diligent employee, funny fucking guy regardless. So good. He's a fan favorite in our circle here in Maine. I'm so glad he's willing to travel for our stand-up shows. Uh, Brian has a lot going for him as a stand-up comedian, and it was a pleasure to talk with him.
Yes. Thanks to everyone who listened. Tell your friends and follow Comedy Think Tanked wherever you can. Be sure to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Find us on Instagram at Comedy Think Tanked, Twitter at Comedy Tanked, and our website, ComedyThinkTanked.com. Email us at ComedyThinkTanked at gmail.com. Have a good day. Music was written and produced by a minor, Ralph Bergfeld. No comedians were hurt in the production of this podcast. All audio snippets of actual funny punchlines were not written or performed by any of us or our subsidiaries. Rather, they are express written bits of professionals we admire. Let the civil actions be filed. Any opinion heard, actual or implied, is that of the comedy think tank producers and their guests. Any slight, insult, affront, slur, disparaging remark, snub, rebuff, rejection, or spurning, no matter how derogatory, pejorative, or abusive you may feel it is, was not intended, but for comedic, entertaining purposes only. Thanks for listening. That was Brian Plum, Westfield State alum, diligent employee, fucking funny guy regardless. So good. He's a fan favorite in our circle here in Maine. I'm so glad that you didn't read the question mark (laughs) on line one. I spend seconds writing these outros. Slave in the... I could tell, like, as you started talking, I was like, oh, Nick has a weird energy to him right now. He's really pissed. There's no pride of authorship <laughs> in podcasting, but yet there is. <laughs> All right, sorry. Okay. What, Westfield State alum? It's alum? Like that. Alum? Uh? That's how you want me to say it? <laughs>